This is Envision Self-Healing Podcast, episode number 37. Hi, I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we are the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated in helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. The topic of the week this week is Three Successful Strategies for Learning Eye Exercises, Part 3, Understanding. And in the second half of the podcast, we're going to be answering a question from one of our fa Facebook fans who has had LASIK surgery and is starting to notice their vision weakening again. And they ask, will eye exercises help under these conditions? So Richard, how's the world of self-healing been treating you this week? Well, I'm, I'm about to get more metaphysical on you a little bit here. But, okay, uh, yeah. sounds painful. <laughs> Maybe it's not metaphysical. Well, okay, okay. It, it's an interesting... It's a good uh, way to start, I think, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the show today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, I have to apologize a little bit ahead of time, because basically people who have had vision problems for a long time mm -hmm. you, you've i don't maybe you you've hidden your vision problem quite a bit so maybe you haven't gotten as much of this they get the old oh well you must hear more or you must have you know <laughs> sensitive feet or something like that you okay. know right that that whole thing and we all kind of like i bristle at that sort of thing right right because it feels like oh god i'm some sort of cartoon character that they're they're making up here. So, <laughs> but one of the things i started noticing this week was it, it came about when i was looking uh, uh, for my sock, you know, okay. like I, you know, I was, I finally did like eight loads of laundry this week. So right. I'm, I'm finally replenishing my sock drawer okay. and I've got one sock clean and I'm like, I know there's, I know there's one in my drawer uh -huh. that matches this sock. Okay. So I opened the drawer and boom, you know, I just, I grabbed for the, the matching sock mm -hmm. and I'm looking at it going, I did not see that sock, <laughs> you know, to grab it where it was. Right. And I, I, well, several thoughts went through my mind, but one of them is like, maybe I do develop some ability to do something without your eyes that other people would do with their eyes. That's one thought I've had. I'm not sure it's okay. true. Right. Uh, and that's the cartoon character of like superhuman, you know, non-seeing powers or something okay. like that. <laughs> that's the metaphysical part. You have you didn't go and see a Marvel movie this week, did <laughs> I you? I did. Well, I didn't now. <laughs> I did see uh, Cloud Atlas, so maybe, okay. that's, maybe that's influencing me. Um <laughs> So then I thought, well, maybe I do have more ability to find that sock okay. than someone with better vision who would actually look through the sock drawer right. carefully. I don't know how people with better vision would do that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's my image of it. Right. So I guess, I don't know where this is going, but we'll keep going. So it's possible that people who, number one, who people who, who do have less vision might learn to appreciate abilities like this. Mm -hmm. Without becoming a cartoon, a Marvel cartoon character. Okay. Um, that maybe, you know, like our, our mentor, Mayor Schneider, mm -hmm. has all this tactile ability that's given him quite a skill in the massage room, basically. Yeah. Definitely. And, and all from, he believes, from uh, learning to do Braille when he was a child. Mm -hmm. And he is very kinesthetically oriented, perhaps because he had so, so little vision when he was a child. Yeah. So anyway, that, that occurred to me like, okay, appreciate if you, if you were born with less vision, maybe you really should appreciate these other skills that maybe you have. That um, other people don't. That other people don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah. I think that, that was really highlighted to me, um, when we 
went on that night walk that time right um with a couple of people at the school at the school for self-healing and she's technically blind and right. um we went on a night walk so that made me technically blind right and she could walk through golden gate park without any issues whatsoever right and i was you know didn't want to walk into the you know i was sort of very sheepishly moving along and i was just in awe mm-hmm. that she probably saw the same as i did mm-hmm. but there was me just fear struck and not wanting to move and there was her just, oh, it's fine. Just do this. Just do this. Oh, you feel the floor. Oh, oh, if you feel about it, if you think about it, oh, then you can feel um, when you start feeling the dirt instead of the pavement. Or if you listen to other people's feet, then um, you can hear where they're walking and you can follow them. And I was just, I was just amazed. Yeah. And she wasn't born. Exactly. You know, she she'd only had that for maybe six years. Right. And yet she was able to do that. And I remember when we were walking back, my vision came back. So I was fine <laughs> yeah, because we had streetlights and um, we were already in that process of um, exploring how the verbalizing what we were experiencing visually and, mm-hmm. um, you know, feeling tactile, as you were saying. And she sort of pointed maybe 20 feet in front of her, mm-hmm. 10, 20 feet in front of her. And she said, is there a bush up there that's coming right. out a little bit out on the pavement? And sure enough, there was this this tree slash bush that was sticking out in the pavement. And I was just like, how, how do you know that was there? Yeah. And she just said it was a sense. Yeah. And she, she didn't mean it in a, in a spiritual way at all, but she said everything has energy and that she could feel that, that energy coming off it. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, everything, even like a a lamppost or something. She said, yeah, she said, it's not as, um, obvious. She said, but everything has a particular level of energy. And I was just amazed. And she, you know, she, she's, you know, just a down to earth girl from Oakland. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, didn't necessarily, wasn't born this way or anything like that, but it's something that she's learned over time. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's what I was getting towards is like maybe, and I guess for those of us who were born this way, maybe to appreciate some of the things that we can do Mm -hmm. like that. But the other reason I was bringing it up for people uh, in our audience who have maybe lost vision, mm-hmm. and they, we see this a lot. I mean, you and I will see a client who comes, I, I completely can't see anything, and they're seeing better than we are, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they can't cross the street because they're seeing 2060 or something. Yeah. And it's hard for us. We just kind of like try, try and tie our tongues so that we don't say, you're still seeing better than I do yeah. across the street. But so I guess I'm saying... For those people, we want your vision to get better. We want you to get back to where you were, but also start to appreciate other senses, other skills you might develop from from that. Yeah, and that you can adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the past couple of months, we've been looking quite a bit into neuroplasticity, right. which is about the brain adapting. And when you look at it, it really shows that you know you've got this brain map, but if you lose one particular don't lose part of the brain, but if you're using something else more, then it takes over mm-hmm. um, right. an area that's not being used as much, right. which, which is just, I guess, also the argument for use it or lose it. So right. if you're using your hearing more and you become more reliant on it, then you, know, you, you start um, developing better hearing. Well, and here's where I get maybe metaphysical, because I think for me, I didn't hear my sock in the drawer. I think there's an intuitive, I think we all have this intuitive ability to 
to function more intuitively, I guess. Mm -hmm. And if your vision is reduced, perhaps it it does force you to to function a little more that way. I've noticed these last couple of months um, where I've been really working with my periphery that my memory has improved. Interesting. Um, And being able to visualize uh, imagery because... You know, because of that lack of periphery, then I can use that memory of where I've put something, which everybody has anyway. Mm-hmm. But say I'm in a room and I put something down and then I would spend like 10, 15 minutes trying to find it. And I'm using right. my central vision, which is only, you know, 3% of my whole field trying to find this small object. And I realized that if I just made an effort to remember where I put things down, mm-hmm. then your brain just accesses that bit mm-hmm. of information yeah. and you don't need to see it you just you just go to it right so i guess uh, that could have been part of yeah i think that's your you have maybe have a memory for the what system here we go again with the what and the where <laughs> system and maybe you're developing your where memory yeah you know, that might be what's mm-hmm. going on it's an area of brain you haven't used yet so. but no I, I i've noticed that with you know people with really good vision and i'm like oh can you hear that? Can you hear that? And some of it would be annoying me and they can't, you know, they can't hear it at all. They're like, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so no, 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 that's a really good point. Um, yeah. Tuning into, to what you've developed. Yeah. And, and I think human and, beings have more abilities than, you know, I think in some ways we reduce our sense of knowing the world to our vision a lot because mm-hmm. that's our most dominant sense. Yeah. Just saying, let's look at other, other possibilities. So, well, my observations this week really weren't as deep. <laughs> now what I'm going to say really, really isn't going to sound as uh, that's okay as deep. That's okay. Um, I could move things with my mind. No, <laughs> no I uh, I went um, golfing. Oh this week right, you told me earlier. Yeah, for the first time, uh-huh. um, I went once when I lived in Kenya, and my nickname was Well Out Will. When well I went, out will. Well, well out will. I mean, you're div- digging divots with your... your well, I mean, golf. every time I hit it, it would go off in a bush. Ah, well out. Okay, got and, it. And then every time I'd try and hit it, I'd either sort of just knock it a few inches in front of where I was <laughs> in the bush, or I would just hit a lump of dirt. So I was nicknamed well, well out will, as in, ah. well out will, well out. Because uh-huh. obviously I wasn't. The, the British humor there of being yeah. sarcastic. Yeah. So um, that was maybe... Four or five years ago. So I've got this, I've realized actually what I'm doing is ticking off a, um, let's call it an avoidance bucket list where over the years I've avoided activities because of my vision. One of them is riding a bike that I did a couple of weeks ago by accident and, and I'm now working on doing it now is this this, is this the same guy who got you on the bicycle that took you to the it's not oh i'm thinking this is the guy that's gonna go (laughs) through your bucket list without knowing it people can start hiring him to (laughs) to make them use their vision more so uh yeah again it was i was meant to be going to a a shopping mall or something i dropped my fiance off and and they were and my friend said well do you want to go hit a few golf balls I brought an extra set of golf clubs Uh and we talked about it for a bit that it was something that I wanted to do so uh yeah so sure enough we drove off and found a golf course and uh it wasn't too bad Uh, Mm -hmm. I did all right I didn't Mm -hmm. kill anyone for Mm -hmm. a start I didn't get kicked out um for killing anyone and uh, I hit it straight apparently a few times yeah wow and I hit the ball 
Uh, wow. Maybe 85% of the time now. Wow. My thing, hitting the ball isn't a problem for me because a good thing about the sport is that you're meant to look at the ball. True. Which is great. Something like uh, soccer or... Something that's coming from the side. Yeah. This is a little bit more difficult because you need to be looking at where the person is coming to... Right. Say, yeah, rugby where someone's just going to come and eat you alive and you have to try and catch the ball at the same time is a bit... You're either going to get eaten or you catch the ball, you've got to choose which... <laughs> the lesser of two evils, I guess. Yeah. So, but with this one, at least you look down at the golf ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I hit it, because I have that lack of um, peripheral cells which pick up movement then I wasn't able to see where the ball would then go after I hit it. Right. So one thing that was so interesting for me about this was that it really coincided with what we've been talking about these last few weeks about learning a new skill. Mm-hmm. And it was good for me because, you know, as a, as a teacher, when you're teaching something all repetitively, it becomes uh, second nature to you. Everything is obvious. You know, of course, if you don't use the ciliary body in the eye, then it becomes weak and you can't use the cells. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, if we're centrally focused all the time, then we always use our central vision and we underuse our periphery. But as he was trying to explain to me the golf swing, I was like, okay, I need to remember this. I need to remember this. Mm-hmm. And it was, really, uh, it was difficult. You know, yeah. I was learning a new skill, something right. I'd never learned before. And he was oh, like, did he demonstrate first? And then he did. did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he was like, well, watch me. And he, dem- in fact, the first thing we did when we walked up and he was like, you see this woman, watch her. She's got a perfect ah, swing. So we walked perfect. up the demonstration. Yeah. But then we realized that we were two guys standing watching a woman. <laughs> uh, so we, we quickly moved on and oh, uh, we, no. moved to our, we moved to our, our spot. And, um, and so, you know, he took me to the side and uh-huh. he was like practicing his, his swing and showing me the movement of the hips and the mm-hmm, shoulders. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of replicated uh, what we were doing there. Yeah. And then he sort of, you know, the reinforcement point of it of yeah. saying, well, this is good or this isn't good, good or yeah. watch what this guy's doing and this is how this should be done. And, and this is all. how you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and the reinforcement. And then I guess what we're going to be talking about today is then the understanding. So he was mm-hmm. saying, well, if you... If you, ah. if you straighten your body up too quickly, then it means that you're missing the ball. Mm-hmm. Or um, if you don't turn your wrist, then it means that the, uh, the golf club is open. See, I'm remembering all this. Yeah. Um, that was visually, by the way. I remember that visually. Yeah. Ah. Um, that the golf club is open and it hits it off to the side, which is something I was doing a lot of. Mm-hmm. So that, I guess that was the understanding side of it. But what I noticed is he would be like, right, okay, so... Uh, knees bent, raise the golf club up, swing through, and I'm like, right, okay, I've got, got those three things. So I want to go practice it. He's right, and then make sure that you turn the wrist at the very end. So I'm like, right, up, swing, down, through, turn the wrist, and make sure you're bending your knees. So I'm like, bend my knees, <laughs> so right, go up, go through, and then you hit, and you know maybe you hit the ground beforehand, right? And he's like, yeah. well, that's because you um, was holding too high up on the golf club. So you're like, right. right. So bend your knees, go on. <laughs> <laughs> and I, after a while, I realized I just, I just needed to do a couple repetitively. Uh-huh. Get it done, get, it, get the brain uh, right. as a motor skill, get it remembered, then the next bit. Do it, get it wrong a few times, maybe get it right a few times, next bit. But it was great because as a, 
as a as a teacher and an in, instructor mm-hmm. it makes you appreciate how the other person is feeling mm-hmm. when you're like right this is the sunning exercise so right. you just turn your head so i mean our, our exercises are not that quite, complicated. not that complicated but the, i mean the information is quite yeah detailed as well and, and it was it was really nice for me to be in that situation of learning yeah and also that situation of frustration mm-hmm. of you do it and you just missed the ball, yeah. <laughs> and you, you know, and he's like, okay, so let's go through that again. <laughs> and, and you feel them watching you and you're like, yeah, I don't want to mess that up, but you're concentrating on six it's, things. Is he one. videotaping you and uploading it to Facebook <laughs> yeah, at the same yeah. time? Yeah, I'm glad that we didn't do that. <laughs> Maybe we should. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it was, it was really interesting on that front. Um, one, th- a, a big observation, it was like, wow, my vision is really bad (laughs) it was one of the first things that came to my mind because where we were it was on the waterfront it was blue skies uh the sun was coming down and you know i I guess i had the the cataracts um which made things difficult to see i didn't have a hat obviously didn't have any sunglasses um the sky was real blue so Mm -hmm. in that situation i see a lot of my floaters oh right and then the periphery you know, you've got all the static from the right. periphery going around, and it wasn't—it wasn't a negative thing because what I've these last uh, month or so, I've been really making an effort that when I see that way, to not try and shut shut off from it and see mm-hmm. it as a real negative thing, right. and just be like, okay, this is my vision, this is how it is. I'm just going to work with it. Because all the time I'm avoiding it, because it's easily avoidable, right? That's why I didn't do golf in the first place, cause, yeah, yeah. because of that. Yeah. Um, and it's so easy when I'm indoors, in poor lighting, and I'm sitting working on the computer. Well, my periphery isn't really an issue. My cataracts yeah. isn't much of an issue, and right. my floaters aren't really that much of an issue. Right. But I get out in that environment, and you know, I'm learning a new sport. I'm going to be good at it. You know, mm. I'm with one of the guys. You don't want to be embarrassed, yeah. you know, yes. And you're, you're trying to pick up the sport and not, you know, kill anyone at the same right. time. And then you've got your own ego of wanting to be good. <clears throat> yeah. You know, especially myself as a physical education teacher, you know, you, you want to be good at everything, you know, everything you do, you need to be good at it. Mm-hmm. So, and then you mix that in with, you know, with a poor vision. And every time I'd hit the ball, I couldn't see where it went. <laughs> yeah. So I had no real positive or negative uh, feedback, which right. is very difficult, which is one thing we talked about last week, which is reinforcement. Mm-hmm. You know, having that, um, you know, that reinforcement of whether it was good or bad, and then you adjust your technique that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess some of the reinforcement came from him, and he was like, that was excellent. Did you see where that went? And I'd go, nope. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, it went straight down. It was a perfect shot. So I guess I started to get the feel of it. Again, the tactile mm-hmm. sense. Um, uh, well, once he said that, then you might sort of replay the tape. Yeah. That felt like that. Could you do that? Yeah. Well, uh, after a while, it became a feeling, Yeah. Um, which a lot of sports people talk about. Like when, say, in American football, when they kick a ball yeah. to go over the posts over 60 yards, they know the second that they kick it, whether it's going through the post or not. Mm-hmm. And I mean that the sound, it made a different sound when I hit it correctly. It made different vibrations through the golf club Mm -hmm. when I hit it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, everyone else wasn't ducking because I was now joking. (laughs) Um, But, you know, there was a a feeling there that I then knew what was right and what wasn't. And in the end, I was able to tell him, I was like, oh, that was a good shot, wasn't it? And he would be like, oh, yeah, that went straight down the the fairway. So um, really interesting for me and also glad that I 
ticked another thing off my yeah bucket list you're just and, knocking them down <laughs> i know that's it now i'm launching a war i'm yeah. uh, alexander the not so great peripheral vision <laughs> so what's next on your bucket list if we can sort of will the universe to send it your way yeah i don't know I, I, um, two of the fly a ones. plane but, no 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 <laughs> please universe do not send will a plane <laughs> um i don't know I, I think it's one of those things that i've switched off from yeah so you know i've sort of i've gone through this yes phase i don't know if anyone's seen that movie yes man where you can't say no oh yeah for a, a week or whatever he can't say no to right. anything and um so now, because I've been working with my vision and so intensely, when somebody says something like, oh, do you want to go for a bike ride? And I get those, oh, you shouldn't go for a bike ride. You don't, you've got really bad peripheral vision. Oh, what if I fall off? Oh, what if this? What if? And, then, and then the voice comes out of my mouth, nah, not today. Or, you know, I don't really want to do it. Yeah. So it's catching that and then going, uh, sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. And again... You know, we're not recommending that anybody uh, <laughs> goes and flies a plane with poor peripheral vision or yeah. or indeed ride a bike. It's just uh, something personal that I'm trying to work on. Golfing, we would you can't hurt anyone too badly. Golfing. I don't know. I probably could have hurt a few people <laughs> uh, with that ball a couple of times. When you told me earlier you had gone golfing, I, I said to you that we would be a perfect, again, perfect yeah. combined golfer. Because I can't see what... If I could tell you where the ball went, you could actually see the ball. Yeah. If it could point your head in the right direction. Yeah. Whereas I can't see it past a certain point. But, <laughs> so then, I have that golf. Golfing's on my bucket list and I've never pulled it off. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe we can come up with a different golfing doubles. Yeah. Where where we, you know. Ooh, ooh. We can, uh, girlfriends with, with paper in front of their, one of them has paper in front of the other eye, in their, in their central vision. Okay. The other one has to have blinders on maybe right. give them tunnel vision Sounds and good. they become the other team yeah does right. it have to be girlfriends or could it be anyone no that's okay we're not going there that we're not going there no no we're not going there that was last week that was last week all, all right. right all right great well i think it's a good time to move on to topic of the week And the topic of the week this week is three successful strategies for learning eye exercises, part three, understanding. And I guess we've already covered this a little bit and what we were just talking about there with the golfing analogy, but there's, there's a real main reason why we feel understanding is just so important when you're doing your eye exercises. And it is that if you don't understand why you're doing something, then why bother doing it? Yeah. I mean, this is personal motivation. We both were very motivated to understand what was, and probably led us to be in the profession we're in. Yeah. So we, we just have the hunger for understanding these things. Mm -hmm. But also, both of us, I believe, wouldn't be motivated to do the exercises if we didn't understand exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Especially as it's a progression. You know, it's a, I could stand out there on the, on the golf course and say, well, do you know what? My vision is, is worse than it was when I started six years ago and what's the point of doing these eye exercises anymore mm -hmm. um but because i know it's progressive because i observe all these small improvements over time mm -hmm. and i understand why you know um in theory why these exercises will work mm -hmm. and i guess also i've seen them work as well so it's a little bit easier for me but if you understand why these exercises work your particular condition and what you're trying to achieve, for example, the peripheral vision exercise, you're trying to wake up those peripheral cells. Mm -hmm. It just makes sense. So with that understanding, it's a lot easier in learning it and 
to pursue doing the exercise. Well, and, and really remembering it. We've, we've experienced um, some people trying to learn eye exercises and they're just given a list of do this, do that. And they try to remember, mm-hmm. but the list, like your golf swing at a certain point becomes so long and they don't really know why they're doing, why they're straightening their wrist to go yeah. back to the golf analogy. Why are there, I don't know if your wrists are supposed to be straight or not, but I, <laughs> or, you know, you know, I don't know either. Yeah. You know. Obviously my teacher was, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to skip that analogy because I don't know <laughs> nothing about golf. So, yeah. um, so let's go to sunning. It's uh-huh. like, if you're trying to learn sunning and. Uh, we would tell someone, be sure to move your eye all the way away from the sun mm-hmm. before you bring it back. We could say that, right? Yeah. And would they remember that is the question. My guess is, yeah, 50-50, they might remember it. Mm-hmm. But if we say, you know, the point of this exercise is to shrink the pupil down, to constrict the pupil, mm-hmm. and also you want to dilate it when you turn away from the sun mm-hmm. and your eyes are in shadow... To me, that would let that would cue me into remembering. Yeah. Oh, I need to go to my eyes are in shadow. I I, I had the exact example uh, with a client on um, Monday, and she had done a, a couple of vision sessions, and she'd seen some of the videos, and she was doing the sunning exercise, and I, I was talking to her, and she was looking up at the sun, and she wasn't moving her head at all. Wow. Oh. And I said, "Well, you're meant to turn your head mm-hmm. from side to side, so." The pupils can dilate when you get to the side. And she went, oh, I didn't realize that. Right. So it wasn't, even if I hadn't have said, turn your head side to side, I'm sure if I said, well, you want the pupil to dilate, so you need to create shade somehow. Mm-hmm. She probably would have figured it out herself. So mm-hmm. just having that uh, verbal understanding, you know, as well as putting the two together, you know, you see, you see what it is you need to do mm-hmm. and then you understand why you're doing it right um and the other reason we we emphasize understanding is that motivation too so mm-hmm. in the case of sunning we tell people well it's going to constrict your people pupil mm-hmm. so we want them to have the understanding of you're doing the exercise to help uh enable your eye to constrict more yeah when you're facing the sun uh so that you can see clearer and we we explain with a sh- uh, smaller pupil you're going to have sharper vision. You're going to be mm-hmm. able to read better. You're going to have more detail in your distance vision as well. And because of that, you know, people are more, people want to have sharper vision. I mean, yeah. you know, for the, the big portion of our listeners out there is that they want sharper vision. Some just want to improve more vision. Um, right now I'm, I just would like more vision, whether it's blurry or not. Right, yeah. um, but it's, you know, if you understand why you're going to get that improvement through doing it, yeah. um, then I just think you're more likely to do it and also understand the technique so that if if in theory something should produce something else and it's not happening mm-hmm. well then maybe you're not doing it right so right. it's that feedback right again so that you you might question your technique you go back maybe you check a demonstration mm-hmm. maybe you ask you know your teacher or, or whatever um you know oh well i keep doing this but this doesn't feel right so what about this and it it's only through that understanding Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also if we don't have that understanding, then we switch off. Yeah. Like, um, say for example, <laughs> well, I've had it these, these last few weeks with the, um, people trying to explain how the politics work here in America. Right. We're all trying. Yes. So they're like, well, you know, we've, we've got this government and then we've got this and then we, we got a board of electorals. Yeah. And, then, and then I get, 
I've, I've sort of listened for the first few, and then my brain is like, what are these people talking about? And it's not just the accent that I don't understand. It's, you know, I just... It is crazy. And my yeah. brain is like, okay, we're just, you know, let's go on holiday for a few minutes here. It reminds me of uh, Homer, whenever they zoom in on Homer's head when right. he's listening. And, yeah, um, it's from a the picture Simpson. of a donut or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like him skipping through a, a sweet land, oh, right, or right. a chocolate land, uh, or just a hamster turning around in the wheel. Yeah. So, you know, if if we're standing there going, well, you know, the sun constricts and dilates the pupil and it, and it activates the cone cells. And, you know, if you don't understand those first bits, then your brain is like, cone cells? Like, what are these guys? Are they talking about traffic cones? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> And then you miss the rest of whatever it is that we're trying to explain. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully we've also, if it's a client, we've also then, one of the first things we would do is they would present, oh, this, I went to my eye doctor and this is my diagnosis. I have macular degeneration or something. Mm-hmm. And we would spend those 10 minutes saying, these are cone cells in your macula. And you know, this is why we are, we are recommending that you try the sunning exercise because this is going to stimulate the the cone cells in your macula. We want mm-hmm. to fully put them on board. Like we're not just giving them a, uh, a list of things to do that then they will have trouble remembering. That's, that's what we're trying to avoid. Yeah. And I, I was really thinking today that uh, how much more difficult it is for people to understand what we're presenting them is, you know, we're really testing a lot of people's knowledge, um, capacity and ability here you know we're we're basically asking people to learn the anatomy of the eye right in relatively um depth uh detail yeah and you know no one else no. does this you don't no. really learn it at school that no. kind of anatomy and we're saying you know what this is this is something really important that everybody should know right and we're expecting people to know the difference between their cone cells and their rod cells. Mm-hmm. And we want people to know that the sun activates the cones and the dark activates the rods. Right. And it's, it's just so important. And it's not a people, people, if we said to someone, right, we want you to go and do a vision course, um, and yeah, an, op- an optician course or whatever, yeah. or, or eye anatomy one Oh one. There's so many people out there that go, Oh, you know, it's been ages since I've been to school or, Oh, I, you know, it's, I don't understand that sort of stuff. I leave that mm-hmm. to yeah. so-and-so. And, uh, but it's amazing how many people just pick this stuff up mm-hmm. um, through the process that we're talking about with the repetition, especially mm-hmm. uh, the reinforcing it. And then, you know, being able to understand it. And sometimes we need to read around the subject a little bit, which is why we try and offer so much information because it sort of puts all the pieces of the puzzle together. But... You know, it's also so that when you sit in that doctor's office, mm-hmm. you've got that knowledge of what's going on. So, you know, not only is it that you want to do the exercises, but when they say, well, we want to do so and so, you know what they're talking about and you can ask your own questions Yeah, yeah. Uh, about it. So, you know, it's, it's having that knowledge and it's having that ability to feel confident about what you're doing there's nothing worse when you go to someone oh i've started doing eye exercises and they go eye exercises they don't work why do they work yeah and you go oh, i don't know and then all of a sudden you're like oh i feel a little bit stupid yeah you know i just sort of spoke up in, in front of my peers and, and they just laughed me off the stage mm-hmm. so uh, but if you have that understanding then you can say well 
you know, it's just basic anatomy. The cone cells respond to bright light. So mm -hmm. if we use our vision out in the sunlight, then we're going to see clearer. Mm -hmm. And people go, oh, right. Oh, that makes sense. Right. Yeah, no. And then you could become one of the eye geeks that, that we are. <laughs> you so. can, yeah. Yeah. In fact, if you're listening to this, you're you are an, an eye geek. geek. <laughs> so it's fine. You're a, you know, we're, we're crowning you an eye geek. Oh, but, but to be serious, I mean, we really are hitting, I mean, we experience this every day. Well, in my generation, I'm the end of the baby boomers, but the mm -hmm. baby boomers are hitting all of these potential eye conditions mm -hmm. because of their age, because of their age, but we yeah. partly because of their lifestyle. But, yeah. Um, and then we're seeing younger and younger people with conditions that should not be happening to them until yeah. they're older. Mm -hmm. So I do think it's a, it's a good time for people to start learning the eye anatomy yeah. because we are living a life that's leading to a lot of conditions mm -hmm. and, uh, it's sort of self-defense in some ways. So. And people, I mean, they get it like, you know, like you say, people in the baby boomers now, you know, we're getting a, I don't want to say an epidemic of presbyopia, but obviously there's a large group of people yeah. developing it and people go, oh, what do you mean I don't need reading glasses? Mm -hmm. And you say, well, presbyopia is a stiffening yeah. of the ciliary body and uh, or an, um, weakening and the yeah. lens gets stiff. Uh -huh. So we exercise that muscle and you get the strength back. And it's not, it's not, and there's no effort there. It's like, yeah. oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll do the exercise. You know, it's really a, um, yeah. you know, as long as it's common sense to people. And I think, and this is, you know, this is across all boards. I always felt um, when I taught physical education that nutrition, you know, trying mm -hmm. to just saying to a child, oh, you need to eat greens because they're good for you. Mm -hmm. And then we're Perfect surprised example, yeah. when they choose, you know, a nice salty, oily McDonald's. Right, that, right. You know, is designed to hit all those 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 buzzed buttons. Mm -hmm. um, but when you say, you know, you want to have greens, say it's vision, you want to have greens because it contains lutein. Mm -hmm. uh, Zeaxanthium, that's what the retina is made out. You know, it strengthens a... If you put explanation behind things mm -hmm. and then people understand it, then they can make their own decisions. Yeah. Um, and they're more likely to... To follow through on it. Yeah, yeah and practice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, obviously understanding is a... Very important he uh, thing here, something that a lot of uh, people might not appreciate mm -hmm. is as important. And, and one of our big aims, especially with these podcasts, is we purposely try and bring up these topics on a on a subtle level so that subconsciously you're learning all this stuff. Right. And you're picking it all up. Um, but you'll be surprised how much you do learn just through listening and, and being in that environment. Right, right. Okay, great. Well, it's a good time to move on to question of the week. And the question of the week this week comes from a Facebook fan who has had LASIK surgery and now beginning to notice that their vision is weakening. And we're not sure exactly what they mean by weakening, but mm -hmm. I'm assuming... Um, maybe they had it for myopia or astigmatism. That's the norm anyway, yeah. for LASIK surgery. And, oh, and the question is, will eye exercises still work after LASIK surgery? And I think that's, that's a really interesting, um, question. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's common sense question, I guess, because, you know, in LASIK, they're taking away a layer of your eye, yeah. um, you know, essentially making glasses out of your cornea, depending on the procedure. 
So, you know, if you're missing, if you're missing a structure, then it's a good question. What do the eye exercises still work? Mm-hmm. And I guess the same as, you know, if, if somebody has a, a shoulder surgery, right. You know, and we talk about doing lots of rotations and loosening the shoulder, but they've mm-hmm. got some wire in there, mm-hmm. you know, is it, um, can, you know, even though that's happened, can they still benefit from the exercises? Right. So I guess this, this is also on a, on a broad scale. Of course we like it because it, it's uh, about LASIK. <laughs> and, it, and it proves that it's got its problems, basically. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we've thought about this uh, a little bit. And as always, these questions are never uh, as black and white to answer. And I think initially we would say yes. Yeah. Um, you know, if, say, it is myopia, then you're, you're more so working with the structure at the back of the eye. Mm-hmm. And you're also working with the brain's ability to to sharpen things basically. yeah, and, yeah. And, and get used to be looking in the distance again and regain mm-hmm. that distance vision yeah so like as you say like say you've had soldier, soldier shoulder surgery and a pin is in your shoulder or something mm-hmm. you could still play tennis or you know but you might have and you could exercise so you could play tennis better mm-hmm. but you might have a restriction you might never be able to swing exactly the way you did before mm-hmm. and that's just a reality but, and and also if so if you've if you've had the LASIK surgery, and we know many cases of, um, not to scare, to scare anyone out there, but, you know, of, of their vision um, weakening or even something completely different Un- happening. Unrelated, yeah. You know, like glaucoma. Well, it isn't unrelated because the doctors would say, yeah, if they got glaucoma, they're like, well, that was just an accident. Yeah. Kind of, you got glaucoma, yeah. And if you think, you know, with, with LASIK, you're, you're playing with the structure of the eye. Right. And I guess this is also part of the understanding. When you understand that the eye is this, this, this fine-tuned machine, you know, it's so yeah. precise. Everything from the cornea, you know, all the way to the back of the eye is designed to its optimal way that's evolved over all this time to get light at that, that tiny, mm-hmm. you know, 1% at the back of the eye for, for that clear vision. When we start playing with that, structure there's going to be side effects yeah okay short term it might be somewhat positive you might see a little bit clearer right um but we are noticing more and more now of of people especially as it's been around for maybe 15 years and they didn't really they don't really know the side effects Mm -hmm. long-term side effects so now there's they are starting to notice uh, more of these issues so if the question was you know my vision's getting weaker there is a chance that that weakness that the person is talking about is a separate condition right. from what they were originally looking at. Yeah. When we hear someone has LASIK and now their vision is worse, yeah, we have to say, go now go to your doctor and make sure it's not something serious like glaucoma yeah. or, you know, because there are side effects that lead from LASIK that lead to, to worse conditions mm-hmm. that you never would have had you had not gotten the LASIK surgery. So. so in that case, we would say that, so let's say that this person uh, got it for nearsightedness. Right. Um, but they noticed that that was weakening. Now, for us, that's obviously going to happen because you never dealt with the issue in the first place, which is, you know, right. looking from near and, you know, overworking the central vision. And also that this is something that you developed as a child and you need to progress and, and work to improve that. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to get weaker yeah. regardless. Um, just, just as your doctor would say that you increase your prescription in glasses, it's right. just, it's inevitable. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what they don't kind of tell you is 
They act like the eye is a static thing that doesn't change, and we just correct it, and then it's fixed forever. Mm-hmm. And when, if you knew that, again, if you understood that the reason your prescription keeps going up is your eyes are changing constantly from, from year to year, yeah. and your lifestyle is leading to that change as well, then why would that, ch- why would that process stop yeah. by getting LASIK surgery? By shaving off a yeah. layer of your cornea. Yeah. So we would certainly say, you know, in, in that case, so you've had the myopia, you notice it's the myopia is, is getting worse still. Then you want to do the exercises still for myopia. Right. Um, certainly plenty of uh, palming and distance looking to, uh, to help that out. So, but then if there is a secondary right. condition, something separate from the myopia, then we recommend that you start doing the exercises for that condition to right. help. So, you know, if anything, if you have had LASIK, if anything, it's more important for you to do the eye exercises. I was just going to say that, yeah. Because uh, you want to make sure that your eye now stays healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's more signs of pressure going up mm-hmm. from where we're shaving off a layer of the cornea. We're changing the structure of the eye. So, you know, it's that much more important that you do the eye exercises if you have yeah. LASIK. And, and, and a matter of fact, you've basically, when you've done LASIK, you've you've put yourself in a category where you should be our fan because now you actually have more risk of these kinds of things. So yeah. you, you need to take very good care of your eyes. And we're certainly going to be looking at LASIK in a lot more detail. We've, we've purposely um, not going into too much detail about it um, because we want to make sure that, you know, the information we do put across is certainly uh, well established. Right. And also, you know, we, it's not us versus the machine you know we're not trying to do that mm-hmm. um, we would much rather educate people to the point where they choose not to have lasik because they want to improve their own eye health and they want to keep their eyes healthy right um, just we talked before about the understanding and and i think anybody that understands how precious the eye is just wouldn't go and have lasik right. surgery so, um, so on our standpoint, cause we, people do ask us, well, why haven't you done more stuff on LASIK? And, you know, we, we, we would much rather go the educational route than, you know, just saying how bad something is. Right. We would rather say how good that, you know, something else is. So, right. um, so we just, uh, we will be looking at it a little bit more in the future. And certainly we advise that if you are thinking about doing LASIK, then do your own research mm-hmm. into it. Um, make sure that the sources of what you're reading is is uh, legit and, and from individuals and also you know give the exercises a real good go if you mm-hmm. are thinking about doing it you know at least six months and if you right. don't see the slightest bit of improvement in six months then you know that then that might be something that you want to consider but at least at least give it a go first and then think about lasik afterwards yeah it's a lot better than the other way around right 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 <laughs> And we are a little prejudiced in that we see a certain percentage of the people that we see have had LASIK and have had problems yeah. from it. So we do see that end of it. We're, we're kind of mopping up yeah, exactly, um, yeah. other people's mess a little bit. And it, it's sad, especially as such a large percentage of them are younger. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. they don't want to wear glasses. Um, and they had no vision problems before and now yeah. they're dealing with stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, So it can be tough for us. But anyway, we're trying to be as middle of the road there we go. as yes. possible. It's hard yeah. for me to be. Yeah, very, very <laughs> diplomatic. Um, so yeah, 
So uh, do a little bit of research, check out the eye exercises. And um, if you do want to ask us a question just like that through our Facebook fan page, then just head over there, like the page, and then feel free to shoot us off uh, an email or indeed comment on the Facebook fan page there. You can also contact Richard and I individually through Facebook or Twitter. And if you're watching this on YouTube, then you could subscribe in the top corner there. Just click the subscribe button. Or if you're listening to this on iTunes, then you could also subscribe to iTunes. And it means that you don't have to go to the effort of finding us every week. Uh, You will just get an episode sent straight to you. You can also get a little bit more information on our website if you're interested about doing any sort of eye exercises or indeed you want to get a bit more understanding so you can learn more about your condition and how the exercises can help. Then head over to our website at envisionselfhealing.com and we've got plenty of free information there to get yourselves going on the right track to vision improvement. And you can also download our free ebook, which is called A Modern Day Guide for Improving Eyesight where we really do go through some of the basics of how our modern day lives are indeed affecting our vision and how by doing a simple few exercises that you can start reversing that, start improving how you use your eyes and you'll see clarity and improvement in your vision. So good luck with your eye exercises this week and happy healing. And have a good week.